Welcome to the Kingdom Conversation Podcast, where we are transforming ordinary minds into a kingdom mindset. I'm Quentin Jones. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today, and uh, I'm really excited about what God is um, going to speak to us today through today's episode. I have been receiving a ton of positive feedback from um, both friends and family who are just um, tapping into this podcast. And I would love to hear from you as well about how this podcast is helping you. Um, and what you can do is if you really want to share that feedback, you can visit our website, AOCNewAlbany.com. Um, at the top of the page, there is a podcast tab. And on that tab is where you can send me an email to let me know um, what God is speaking to you um, about. So I would definitely appreciate it. Um, and just um, for you as well to subscribe to the content on whatever um, platform you are listening on. And that way, every time I drop a episode every other week, you will be notified of that. Uh, as we launch into today's uh, episode, um, you know, this episode is really um, touching exactly where I am at right now. Um, you know, as we did what we could and what we were supposed to in the natural before launching a ministry, you know, even leading up into this period of preparation or even, you know, after we have launched into it, I continue to find that anxiety, stress and doubt tries to creep up over me and over what God has said. And I have to keep battling and keep fighting that thing because I know for a fact it's not from God. And it's because of this unknown of what it's going to look like. But, you know, I know what God said. We know what God said. And we're going to continue to uh, do that. And so, you know, I don't allow this fear, distress or anxiety to try to come over me or even try to cripple us where we're at because it, it just, I just will not allow it to. And, you know, um, as I continue to spend time with God, not to write a sermon, but I'm talking about spending time with the one that is the author and finisher of my faith. And as I continue to commune with the one whose very nature and attribute is peace. Say peace with me. Say peace. And so I want to have a conversation today, not just about peace, but about the prince of peace. And today's um, theme verses that we are going to look at, um, if you you know are, are listening, if you got your Bible, grab it. If you got your phone, you know, open up to your, your Bible app as well. Maybe you're shopping right now or maybe you're at the gym. Hey, that's completely okay. Allow me to just share with you just for the next few moments about the prince of of peace. In Luke chapter 8 verse 22, this is what it says. Now on one of those days, Jesus and his disciples got into a boat and he said to them, let us go over to the other side. And so they launched out. But as they were sailing along, he fell asleep and a fierce gale of wind descended upon the lake and they began to be swamped and, and they became in danger. They came to Jesus and woke him up saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he got up and he rebuked the wind and the surging waves and they stopped and it became calm. And he said to them, where is your faith? They were fearful and amazed saying to one another, who then is this? 
that he commands even the wind and the water and they obey him. This is a very interesting set of verses, exactly what I believe that God has for us today in today's episode. If we go back up to Luke chapter 8, verse 22, it says, Now on one of those days, Jesus and his disciples got into a boat, and he said to them, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they launched out. Point number one is this. You are going to the other side. That that is not a statement, that's a promise, and that's a command. Jesus said we need to not only get into the boat, because we must get to the other side. You know, in my earlier um, episode history, if you were to go back, I actually recorded two podcasts, part one and part two, and it's called Launch Into Purpose. Go back and check that out because I don't have time on this episode to talk about some of those same points that God already shared with us. But in those episodes, it was launching into purpose and launching into purpose is to actually get in the boat and allow Jesus in your boat because he said, hey, push your boat out into the deep. It's the same principle that what what God is showing us right here. Jesus and his disciples got into the boat and he said, let us go to the other side. So they launched out. So they launched out. So they launched out. This means that they did what Jesus told them to do. Listen, here's a question I have for you. If you are listening to me, are you Still sitting on the sidelines, waiting for the best moment, waiting for the best time, waiting waiting for everything to come together for it to make sense until your marriage is right, until your money is right, until your children is right. Or have you launched out yet? Have you launched out yet or are you still sitting on the sidelines? It says here that they launched out. We may have a command to go to the other side. It's the promise that we are going to get to the other side of the lake, but it does not mean that we will not encounter storms on the way. You see, when our perspective changes that Jesus is in the boat with us, then it doesn't matter who or what comes against us because that's the promise. Point number one is you are going to the other side. I am going to the other side. That is the promise of Jesus because anyone who pushes their boat and they launch out into the deep. Here is a promise that the promise is that we are going to make it to the other side because God is going to finish what he started. I'm not for sure right now if this episode, if we're having a conversation or if I'm preaching, because if I'm preaching right now, I'm telling you, I'm preaching to myself. You may not be, you know, feel like that. Maybe this is the episode for you, but I'm telling you, this is the episode of exactly where I am at. He said, launch into the deep. That doesn't mean that we're not going to encounter opposition or storms. Because here is the truth. Jesus got into the boat with his disciples. He didn't sit on the shore and wave his hand at you as in like goodbye and good luck. No, he's in the boat with us. He's in the boat with you and me. Hey, say this after me. I am not alone. I am not alone. 
You are not alone. We are not alone. That thing that God told you to do, you are not alone. He did not, he's not waving at you from the shore. He got in the boat because whatever he told us to do, he is going to go through it with us. We are going to the other side. And if you go back up to Luke chapter eight, or you go back and you read that verse 23, it says, but as they were sailing along, he fell asleep in a fierce gale of the wind descended upon the lake. And they began to feel like this, that there was danger coming upon them. And they came to Jesus, woke him up saying, master, master, we are perishing. We're about to die. And Jesus got up and rebuked the wind and the surging waves and they stopped and it became calm. And Mark chapter four, verse 38, this is, um, uh, another perspective of it. It says Jesus himself was in the stern. He was asleep on the cushion and they woke him up and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Mm. It's an image, is it not? Do you see what I see? That in the middle of a raging storm, that has the boat knocking. Listen, because it wasn't just a storm. It was the it was the fact that the boat was taking on water. It had this image like we are about to sink in the middle of a raging storm. Jesus was asleep in the stern on a cushion. He was catching Z's while everyone else was panicking. It was almost as if he knew that they were going to go to the other side because it was at his word. He said that. We are going to the other side. Just because you and I may be frantic, just because it, there may be things that come upon people that you feel like that maybe you lost hope or maybe I don't know if this was the right time and everything is coming against you trying to make you question it. It doesn't mean that Jesus has. Notice the disciples were frantic, running around crazy, but Jesus wasn't, man. Jesus was sound asleep on a cushion. Listen, it's time to rest, man. Here's point number two. Take a nap. Take a nap. Go to sleep. Taking a nap is a sign that no matter what's going on, you and I prioritize rest. I'm not talking about the rest where you go on your favorite couch and you kick your legs up. I'm talking about resting in Jesus. In Psalms 37 verse 7, he says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do you know what resting is? Resting is placing faith and our identity in his provision. Take a nap, man. But if you and I can't sleep because everything's going crazy, then it's probably because we may have some doubt about who Jesus is. I want to point your attention to this. Jesus rebuked the storms in the wind, but he did not rebuke the disciples. He did not rebuke them. He rebuked the thing that caused their faith to come into question, but he did not rebuke them. I just got this image in my head. Like the sky is dark. There's a lightning. The, the waves are 10 foot high and their little boat was not built to take on this storm that was coming against them. But Jesus 
was asleep in the boat. Listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus was on the boat, but that wasn't enough for the, the disciples alone to know that they were going to make it to the other side. Mm. Jesus was on the boat, but it still wasn't enough. Being in church is not enough. Knowing all 66 books of the Bible is not enough, man. Knowing every major lyric and note to the best song is not enough. Knowing someone who was saved is not enough. Growing up in church is not enough. Whew. Having a degree in whatever education it is, is not enough. Having good intentions about you is not enough. Hanging around godly people is not enough. Going back, listening to your favorite sermon over and over and over and over is not enough. It's only enough if we rest in him. Jesus was on the boat, but it wasn't enough for the disciples who were physically in the same location as Jesus. Take a nap because it's time to rest in Jesus, man. Just because you go to church every Sunday, just because you go every Easter, every Christmas production, that's not enough because that is not peace. Just because you're in the building where the presence is, I'm talking about resting in him. It's only enough if we rest in him. Hallelujah. And Jesus didn't get up. Because it wasn't enough that he was just there on the cushion because that wasn't enough for the disciples. And, and then Jesus gets up and he says, where is your faith? He rebuked the storms and the wind, but he questioned them. Listen, I'm not going to rebuke you because of your doubt, but I'm questioning the same way that Jesus said, where is your faith? And the Bible says that they were fearful. And they were amazed, saying to one another, Who then is this that he commands even the winds and the water, and they even obey him? Here's point number three. Peace is who he is. He questioned their faith. Listen, listen. They ran to him. They had so much fear. And they woke him up out of his peaceful rest. And his question was, where is your faith? You see, he questioned their faith because they woke him up crying that they were going to capital P perish instead of reminding him of his own capital P promise. They didn't wake him up saying, Jesus, the storm is here, but you made a promise and we know it's going to happen because that's not what the Bible says. They woke him up because they said, hey, it's not your promise that we believe in, but it's everything around us that we actually see that we are going to, capital P, perish. They woke him up out of his sleep because they didn't know in that moment something over, over, like, it, something overrode who Jesus was and what he promised. It was almost like this. It's like, it's like, hey, you know, like, like Jesus, where are you? Versus, ha, ah, Jesus, the peace is you are here with me now. 
That parish mentality is that, uh, Jesus, I thought that you said that you were the provider, but the peace in that says that, God, that you have already provided. That parish says that, why am I going through this storm? How come it's not working out the way I thought? And how come it's not as powerful as I thought it was? But the peace in this promise says uh, all things are working together for good because that's what you said. Can we look at one more verse together? In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and the Prince of Peace. Say that with me. Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Prince of Notice his name is the Prince of Peace. When you look at the authoritative name of prince, it actually is defined as the ruler of a principality or state. It's almost the same thing as a monarch or a king. It is a ruler of a thing. It's a ruler over a kingdom. And Isaiah chapter 9 references Jesus as the prince of peace, as in that he has rulership over peace. Why does that matter? It's because peace is not what he gives. Peace is not just an attribute. Peace is not something that he pulls out of, out of his tool belt and he says, okay, now you need peace. Here you go. Because peace is actually who he is. His name is the Prince of Peace. He is the ruler of peace. We don't have to ask for peace because guess what? If we have to ask for peace, it's probably a sign that we are actually not spending time with him. Peace answers to him when he is, because he is the Prince of Peace. Peace subjects itself to Jesus Christ. Peace answers to him because he is the ruler. You see, if we don't have peace in what God has told us to do, it's probably evident that we are actually not spending time with the Prince of Peace. Because it's impossible to not have peace if we spend time with the Prince of Peace. Point number one is we're going to the other side. Jesus said launch out and that's a promise. And while you and I launch and we're doing what God has told us to do. Here's point number two. Take a nap, man. Take a nap because it's time to rest. We're placing our faith and identity in his provision. And number three is peace. It's not just what he does. It's who he is. Where is your faith? And the thing that you and I are going through right now. Is our faith in the perishing? Or is our faith in the promise? Because it can't be both. Listen. That's why it says. I believe it's in um. Philippians chapter 4, it says, listen, don't, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God exactly what you need. After we do that, we would then experience God's peace. And actually, I believe the last part of the verse says that uh, his, his, um, uh, his, his peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. As we are in him and he is in us, peace should be all around us. Peace should be within us because peace is not what he gives. It's who he is. 
He is the prince of peace. He's the ruler over it. Jesus is in the boat with us. He's in the ministry with us. He's in our business with us. He's in our marriage with us. He's in every single thing with us that we allow him to get in our boat. And just because he's on the boat, it's not enough. We must rest in him every single day. And now here is that peace that surpasses all understanding. There it is right there. The peace that goes past our natural thinking, our natural logic, and it, 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 our brain can't comprehend the supernatural peace. He's the prince of peace, not just peace. He is the prince of peace. Man, I thank you, Lord, that you are the prince of peace, God. You are the prince of peace. You rule over it all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining us today. I'm telling you, we are transforming our ordinary minds into a kingdom mindset. The way we think must change. And I just want to think the way that God thinks. And I want to see the way that he sees it. And I just don't want to be the same. I, I just can't be average. And that's something that I, I just will not apologize for. Thank you for plugging in today. May you encounter the Prince of Peace in whatever you are going through. And may we have testimonies on our lips in the days to come.